Hello. Welcome back to Shellheads, uh, a TMNT podcast. Uh, we've been gone for a minute. Uh, I, I, I'm your host. I'm, I'm Sergio, uh, as, as always. Uh, your other host is with me as well. Uh, as always, his name is Jeff. How's it going, Jeff? And sometimes it's other Sergio. Uh, but yes, I am here. Uh, it feels good to be back. Wait, what are we talking about? Okay, yes. Things are going quite well, Sergio. <laughs> <laughs> one of the one of these days you're going to be Jeff, but with a G. Ooh, when, when, uh, like you're incognito. Yeah, incognitus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, if you're tuning in, uh, hopefully you already know this, but we are a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles podcast, uh, and we have a specific topic every time we talk about Ninja Turtles. This time it's going to be 2K3, but we'll get to that. Prior to that, we have. A boatload of news to get to. But before that, we always talk about one thing. And what is that, Jeff? It's time to see what's in Sergio's box. Yeah. So as, since I'm a huge, of course, collector of Ninja Turtles stuff, um, inevitably every two weeks when we record these dumb things, I have something new that I've purchased that I have to hide somewhere in the house. So my wife's not like, is this more stuff? And it's a good thing she doesn't listen to Shellheads, so she doesn't know like, if there is new stuff or it's like old stuff. And like, it's great because you can just disguise Playmates toys as old stuff because it's technically that's old true. stuff. That's true. It's like, no, babe, I've had this for like 10 years. It's Yeah. yeah no big deal. You know, for 20 years. Yeah, 30 it's years. only been in the way this week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brought it down oh. from the attic. It looks brand new. That's right. Cleaned it up. Never, never mind the receipt that fell out of the bag that I got it out of. Yeah, don't just ignore that. <laughs> well, what's in Sergio's box this week? Um, not anything too major. Um, the first one is uh, I, I was able to track down a giant Mikey Punko, Punko Fop. No, Punko Fop. Fop. Yeah. So that that huge, like foot tall uh, Mikey that's based off of the uh, Secret of the Use Funko Pop. Those are popping up in Walmart stores. Yeah, I, I was in Walmart recently, and I saw, like, six of them. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're adorable, but they're also frightening. They are frightening. Like, it, it looks like a gremlin that wants to, like, bite off your toes or something. Yeah. Luckily, I when my I got that in the house, my, my, my wife was like, oh, that's cute. It's like, yeah, not nightmarish. Yeah, like, I like Mikey a lot. I don't want to own one that huge. <laughs> I don't blame you, but the I only, do. The only giant size, well, I have like three giant size Funko Pops. I have uh, Godzilla from uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. He's all bluish gray. I've got Optimus Prime from Generation 1 Transformers and uh, Deadpool because that was okay. a gift. And that's right. it. Yeah. Like... At first glance at those giant size uh, Funko Pops, I'm like, 30 bucks, really? But when That's you. still like, not bad. When you compare it to a NECA 2 pack, which yeah. is decidedly less plastic. Yeah. They don't seem that bad. Uh, so, yeah, I've got that. The other thing that I got is uh, the. The the turtles line that we're always talking about from from Playmates the the one the um, classic collection that has been reprinted eleventy billion times Wal the Walmart exclusive two packs that have been hitting uh, they've been like 
Leonardo and Rocksteady and then like Raphael and someone else. Or I, I can't remember exactly who the, the, the pairs are, uh, but they finally started re- uh, releasing some with figures that have never existed before. Yeah. The one that I'm specifically speaking on is the tiny shredder two pack is, is what I'm <laughs> calling it because why is he, why is he tiny Sergio? Cause he's, he's, he's physically tiny. So it's Donatello and Shredder. That's that's the two pack. And the Donatello has been reprinted or remanufactured like twelve times. The Shredder we had seen um, prototype like sculpts of this this Shredder like at this point twelve years ago, but he's never actually hit the market. Now he's on the market, but he's much smaller than he should be. If if the turtles are supposed to be smaller than uh, you know an, your average human being you know maybe five foot tall or or, or what yeah, and whatnot yeah, five five foot's the right height yeah so so if these were let's assume the scale here is right you have a like a five foot tall shredder with tiny little biceps and a tiny little head <laughs> he, he the, like the turtles just kind of they don't tower over him but they're huge and bulky and they look way bigger than he does he's he's just way out of way out of scale my, now my next that's terrible but my next question is is he taller than Danny <laughs> I haven't put him next to my Danny but tune in next episode folks but, to find but, out they're from different figure lines so it's, it's true but still <laughs> I'm curious uh so I got that uh, I, I ordered it from Walmart's website and they sent it to me and it was busted so I returned it and ordered it again and it came in looks great so, well, as great as it's going to look. Yeah. Yeah. Right Walmart's Walmart's online shipping is not, they're not the brightest bulbs. Yeah. Uh, like if you ordered a figure on card, oh, let's, let's just put that in a box that's not designed for it. And they fold the card. I've seen the horror stories, folks. You don't want to, you, you don't want to know. Yeah. They don't sell. Like if you're buying something that is sold in the toy department, they're selling it to you as a toy. Not as They're a not selling it to you as a collectible. No. So warning. Yeah. Yeah. So like if you're buying this stuff for your kid, sure, sure, whatever. Walmart's fine. But if you plan on putting it on a shelf and looking at it 10 years later, mm, no. <laughs> move on. Yeah. Uh, th- that's all that's in my box. It's been a long time, but those are the, really the only two things that I got in. I got uh, something in mind. Well, I picked something up, um, Turtles related, uh, this week. I had to run in Walmart real quick, um, and I was looking through the uh, multimedia section, as I normally do. Grabbed a few things, and I was like, well, while I'm here, I might as well get the complete classic series collection on DVD for $24. $24? I think that might be a new low. All 193 episodes. Yeah, that's stupid cheap. Now, the interesting thing, when you open it up, it's massive. Mm-hmm. Um. All of the discs have actually been correctly labeled season one, disc one, and so on and so forth. Um, they, they're they uniformed. They're all like, you know, they go through all four turtles instead of having like Shredder or, you know, Bebop, Rocksteady, Krang, whatever. Um, this is just, it's just a nice, beefy set. Um, I'm, but it's, I'm, I'm going to need you to put some of those discs in to, and, and tell me if they still have the, the, the weird... Um, like episodes on the, in the wrong order. I'm willing to bet that they are 
they just relabeled the discs, but I we can find out. Yeah, yeah, we'll we're gonna do that homework and we'll report back. Because because if because if they fixed it, then that means Lionsgate did some work, which that's impressive in and of itself. Yeah. Uh, I I think that does it for what we got. What, what's in our boxes? Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, then, what's our next segment? And now it's time for the news. Oh, put some, put some, you put some stank on that one. Uh, it is time for the news. Uh, and Jeff, I, I'm confident in saying that ever since we started covering news, we have never had this much news. Have we not? I don't think we've ever had ten news topics before. I think we have. Or at least something, some, some, some like n- nice number up there around that. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know how how long we can spend on each one of these, uh, but we do need to get started because there's just so much of it. We're just gonna rapid fire it. No, no, we do need to talk about them. Okay. Uh, do you want to go by your list or my list or the same list? They're just in different orders. Um, how about you pick one, I pick one. Okay. All right. Well, then I'm going to go first. Let's okay. talk about the April Casey Farmhouse two pack. Yes. So if you if you remember a few months back, uh, we actually reported on this th- this podcast that uh, Walmart had a pre order for a two pack that said Farmhouse. I think it said, and uh, I pre ordered it. So did a whole bunch of other people, uh, and and then. Someone at NECA was like, that wasn't supposed to go up. That's not real or whatever. And and then it was removed. Well, turns out it's totally real. Is it still on pre-order? I don't think so. Oh, to say, man. Well, cancel a lot of people's pre-orders. Be upset. Yeah, they haven't canceled mine. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it says that it's quote unquote delayed, but it's not supposed to ship until January. So I'm not mm. I'm not worried about it. I'm sure eventually I'll get it anyway. But if if, if my pre-order actually works, that's going to be amazing. <laughs> yeah. That'd be one for the ages. Yeah. What about this two-pack really stands out to you, Jeff? April's got fantastic legs this time. Uh, or or the right knees. Yeah. yeah. Knees that don't look like they were replaced by robot knees. I, I still do not understand that. But aren't they going to correct the, the, the knees before those even go out? What do you mean? I thought they were. I thought they had said in a tweet that they were going to fix that. I don't know. No, no. I have an April in my house right now that has busted knees. So, oh, gosh. So that's not happening. Um, I I, th- I think like future sculpts that involve April, whether it's in a two pack or e- even if it's that original April, I think they're all going to have the corrected knees. Yeah. But the the first run of that first April is just going to be busted. I'm still. I st- I'm still baffled. They could get they could give Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, perfect knees, but not April O'Neil. It, well, it's fine. She's getting she's she's getting a knee job. So yeah, it, all that stuff's online, folks. This comes with some really cool accessories. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm actually gonna link to it in the in the show notes. So okay, fantastic. Uh, let me mark that off. Uh, um. If you guys remember, uh, we've talked about the Loyal Subjects a few times on here. It's a it's company kind of out of nowhere um, that's doing Turtle stuff. They're uh, doing a black and white uh, with red bandana uh, versions um, of all four Turtles. 
and then there's some colored versions. And now they're not stopping there. They're doing more um, Bebop, Shredder, Foot Soldier, and Casey Jones are coming. Now, these are all the 87 cartoon versions. That is correct. Um, yeah, <laughs> like they're they're really going all in on this Ninja Turtle thing, aren't they? Yeah, and they look they look rather good too. Like, I w- I would say they look better than your garden variety Playmates stuff. Yeah, but they don't look nearly as good as like the NECA stuff. So it's so it's like a nice average between the two. Yeah, it's like somebody's uh, little cousin. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's, like as soon as this, I'm calling this wave two. I don't know if it's actually wave two, but uh, yeah. as soon as these were announced, pre-orders for the first turtles and this what second wave all went up at the same time. And Big Bad Toy Store isn't offering like a bundle where you can just order all of them. You have to place every single one of these stupid things in your cart and hit you know checkout. Oh wow. So yeah, I, I put all eight of them into my cart, and and so. That that'll be arriving sh- soon enough, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I'm 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 kind of excited. You know, it's it's as you said, they kind of popped out of nowhere, and they they look good enough to justify their existence. But yeah, you know, I, and and you're you're more of a, a Japan guy. To me, they look a little Japanese. Not like right. not like racial Japanese. Like just designed by a Japanese team. Yeah, kind of like the um. Oh, of course, my favorites, um, there's a line called SH Fig Yarts, which is like very um, uh, articulate and rather detailed um, mm-hmm. and you put them in all different poses and stuff. And I've got all four 87 turtles um, and I, I'm, I brought one to your house to show you that one time they have metal feet, right. which is really cool because it gives that nice weight for them and they can just stand there proper. So they, like, they make a nice thud when you put them down. Oh yeah, and they're just great figures. Those are a lot of my, those are probably my favorite Ninja Turtles figures, like from the '80s cartoon. Yeah, I, I hate that I didn't get them when they came out because now I'm sure they're very expensive. I don't know. You you might still be able to find them. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to another news topic. Okay. Uh, let's see. I'm going to pick. Uh, we talked last time about the NECA Universal Monsters crossovers. Yes. And we talked about the the leaked like skews for the the unannounced other turtles. Mhm. Uh well, NECA confirmed and released images of Hunchback Leo. Yes. Uh and we I remember both of us being very skeptical as to what it's going to look like and why they're doing Hunchback Leo. I consider like consider me satisfied. Yeah. That thing is frightening looking. Is very frightening. Now, one of our listeners, <coughs> Russell, got a little, got a little, uh, got a little. <laughs> I don't want to say a little upset, but he was disappointed in me because it was like testy. saying, "Oh, the, the hunch, testy, uh, the hunchback was not a universal monster." I'm like, technically, he's not. But I was thinking of the hunchback of Notre Dame and not Igor or Igor, however uh, you want to pronounce it. Um, yeah. And so I do apologize, Russell. So. <laughs> But again, <laughs> technically not a universal monster. He's just kind of there as like a extra character. I don't know. He's looking pretty monstrous. He oh he is. Well, like when I think of universal monsters, I think of Dracula, Wolfman, 
uh, creature from Black Lagoon, you know, werewolf. No, I already yeah. said Wolfman. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, side note on this, it's not mentioned in our in our news topics here, but NECA confirmed that his shell will open. Oh, it's so funky. And you can put stuff in it. That's 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 really cool. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I don't think pre-orders are open for for that for that quite yet. Yeah. Um, didn't we see something somewhere uh, that they had confirmed that they're going to be doing a lot more Universal Monster type figures, at least eight more or so? I, I the I don't think a number was given. So I, basically, Neca was an, was was replying to some tweets and kind of confirm stuff without confirming stuff. They confirmed some stuff about Mirage uh, figures. Uh, they, let's see. Yeah, yeah. In, in in this screenshot, I don't see anything, any mention about the actual um, Monsters line. Yeah. Yeah, but they do mention in, uh, incredible major expansions to the TMNT line coming. I would absolutely love to see Michael Dooney, Mirage, Turtle figures. That would be cool. That's what, cool. That's what I want. That's what I want. I want 2K3 figures is what I want. Oh, that'll, I'm sure. I mean, they've got enough to go around. Like, an accurate on-model to the show, that would be perfect. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm hoping they do it for the for the, for the, the, 20, uh, the 20th? Yeah, the 20th anniversary. Oh, that'd be amazing. That would be cool. That would be so All great. Right. All right, what's the next news? Uh, next... We've got more Funko Pops are on the way, and this time they're tackling the Mirage Turtles. Yes, they are. Uh, the, the, this one came out of nowhere. I would. I, the only reason I'm saying it, it came out of nowhere is because we don't even really have our hands on the the Secret of the Use Pops yet. Yeah. Which it's kind of infuriating. Like I'm already spending over a hundred bucks or about a hundred bucks on pop figures this year for Ninja Turtles. I don't need, you know, an, an additional, what is this? One is at least six, possibly 12 figures. Yeah. In the, within the calendar year. Yeah. Like, come on, this isn't Marvel. Right, but they look really freaking good. I don't know, man. They look really cool. I don't know if I like all the the black ink on their face. I think it's okay. It's It's different enough and it's unique enough. To where it's like something that we've not seen before. Yeah. So I can, I can get behind that. And I feel like the, the black ink works better on the black and white chase figures yeah. than it yeah. does on the colored ones. Hmm. Which brings me to my main point about these. Screw you, Funko. <laughs> and Just why is real that, hard. Sergio? Screw you. And, and why is that, Sergio? Like, I get making chase figures like it's it's stupid i hate it but for there to be a one for one like black and white version of these where all of the black and white ones are chase is like that is the devil yeah that is the devil at work i'm gonna give you that like release all of these and have maybe one or two chases have like a black and white i don't know shredder or black and white Casey Jones or something, but to have all four turtles, both Casey Jones and the Shredder, available in color as the regular variant, and then all of the other ones be Chase 
is a crime. I'm yeah. going to be chasing these things for a decade. I don't know. I don't know. There there might be some sites that offer all versions. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's like just I, infuriating. Like, I feel the same way about Princess Bride. Like, they had, I believe, the regular Wesley figure was unmasked, but the Chase one was masked. I'm like, that's reverse. Yeah. That it's, infuriated it's just, me to know it. It just makes me so mad. So yeah. mad. Uh, these are listed as a Previews World exclusive. Oh. Might be hitting up your uh, favorite local uh, comic shop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or, you know, there are stores that, like, like Big Bad is going to get these. Yeah. Because they get everything that hits previews world, so. Mm-hmm. <sighs> let's move on before I get upset. Okay. Uh, let's talk about... Let's talk about Playmates Toys for a minute. We're going to knock out two real quick. Two, two, two uh, news stories. So, uh, as you know, they've been releasing classic figures in box se- boxed sets the past few years, right? Well, next year, they, they have two more coming that they've been really quiet about. Like, Playmates doesn't really announce anything until they're about to hit stores. Uh, but we've already seen pictures, and there's already websites that are doing pre-orders for uh, a Playmates 2012 TMNT box set, mm-hmm. which includes the 2012 Turtles, like the, the Nickelodeon Turtles. Uh, it's a six-pack that comes with the Shredder and Splinter uh, and... More like more impressively, they're also doing a Playmates Sewer Sports All Stars box set, which is going to be like a like a almost like a like a bus, you yeah. know, like, you know, like like you're riding in a bus to go to a, a you know a baseball whatever, or a basketball whatever, yeah, a basketball whatever, yeah, it's it's they're doing that, and well, that's, that's appropriate. Yeah, that one's only a four pack though. Well, that's fine. Now, of course, none of these are confirmed. We've just seen pictures, and typically no one's going to Photoshop what they Photoshop to, you know, to, 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 to fool us here. Um, yeah. yeah, that's only a four-pack. It's got uh, soccer player Raph, um, football player Leo, basketball player Donatello, and skateboarding Michelangelo. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's the cooler of the two. Let's talk about this 2012 box set, though. It's got a bunch of leftover figures that they they didn't sell, and they're just like, hey, let's just put all these in the pack. I don't know, man. Like, maybe it is bold. It is real bold. Because what? Uh, just ten years old? It's only ten years old. And like, if you go to Five Below's across the, you know, the store Five Below, like across the country, there's like a one in ten chance of you just seeing all four of the turtles in box at those places. Yeah. Yeah, like those things are still on shelves. The, our local Big Lots has a Casey Jones. Oh wow! Still on its shelf from you know eight nine years ago. Like for them to release this, and, and from what I understand, it's supposed to be a like a ten year anniversary thing. Yeah. Which I I guess, it, I, sure you know, but I, you know I say that if I was eighteen years old right now. And 10 years ago, I was eight years old watching the Ninja Turtles. Uh-huh. I would be stoked. Yeah. That they were releasing this box set. So as as silly as it may seem, someone out there is stoked. You know, I only ever got Raphael from that set, and I don't know why. So that might be something I would get just so I could get, you know, all four. Yeah. 
yeah, they're like they're some of the nicer figures. They don't really look like they do in the cartoon, but they are cool looking. Yeah, those are I would say they're definitely some of the best ones they put out. Yeah. Hmm. The audacity, man, the audacity of this six pack. Yeah. Oh, uh, I think that's it. That's all we have for Playmates. Yeah. Yeah. OK, what's what's your your next topic? Um, Super 7 is added again. Uh, their next uh, announced ultimate figure is Undercover Raphael. Yeah. I'm excited about this because, I you know, Undercover Don was like one of my favorite uh, Playmates figures. And, of course, Turtles and Trenchcoats, always fantastic. Um, <laughs> I didn't get the four-pack from NECA. Um, so this is, is definitely going to be a must for me. Um, he comes with all kinds of cool accessories. And not only does he have, um, you know, the, the regular head, but they're, they're giving us a retro, like, Playmate-style head for Raphael. So it looks, like, pretty much on point to the cartoon. Roughly. Okay, okay. Uh, this, I have so many questions. Was there ever a undercover Raphael in the original Playmates run? I don't recall seeing one, but again, there's hundreds of action figures in that line. Um, let's see. Like a, like a, a cursory eBay search it doesn't indicate that there ever was one. Uh, of course, there's the one that came with a Casey two pack, and of course, there's the the, the NECA, you know. All four of them. So this, th- yes, there was. There was. There was. Send me a link because I don't see one. I see it right now. Undercover Ninja Turtles. You had Raphael, and whoa, Michelangelo had a Tommy gun. Sin- Holy, really? Holy crap! Oh, okay, okay. This makes sense. The Okay, in 94, they did Undercover Raphael. Undercover Donatello. There's two different ones. There's two different ones. The original Undercover Donatello was, like, his coat was part of the plastic of the of the figure. Yeah. And then they did a whole run with all four turtles wearing cloth coats. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right, okay. The reason I the reason I mentioned that is because I thought this this might be a situation where Super Seven is finally drifting away from Playmates, you know, template. Yeah. But I guess not. That is that that's pretty boss. Yeah, it's it's cool. Um, but again, the, these things just kind of bounce right off of me because they look so much like the originals. Yeah. Well, yeah. they come out with Mike. I'm gonna get Raph. When they come out with Mikey, I'll get him too. <laughs> I got the, the uh, also also their Super Seven really has has a uh, again the audacity to release an undercover Raphael a year after NECA did the four pack. Yeah, you know it's, it's it just it seems like oh 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 I, I you want to do this too oh cute but eh, nah nah eh, you know it, it looks good you know I'm not taking that away from him yeah. Uh, let's see. What do I have here? Let's talk about... Uh, actually, there's a couple here I want you to cover, so I'm going to talk about oh, Ultimate yeah, two- TMNT. Okay. 
so it, me and you, we love talking about fan books. You know, we, we've done uh, what fan fiction fest three years in a, or two years in a row now. Yeah. Was it two or three, three years in a row. And there's a fan book called ultimate teenage mutant Ninja turtles. And book one came out years ago. Uh, it had a limited print. It's, it's very hard to find. And I had just kind of given up. It's like, oh, I'm never going to be able to read this because I just can't find a copy and digital copies aren't floating around uh, anywhere until the, the, the creator, he started an Indiegogo campaign uh, to do a reprinting of books of book one and a first printing of book two. Uh-huh. And he only needed three thousand dollars to, uh, you know, to to consider itself, consider it funded. And it was basically just to pay for the print run. Right. Right. Out of the three thousand dollars. It is currently sitting at two thousand seven hundred and forty three. Wow. So it only needed like two hundred and fifty more bucks. Right. Yeah. He is the the second email update sent was basically saying, "Up, oh, well, this is canceled. We got a cease and desist from Nickelodeon, <sighs> or more specifically, Viacom CBS." That is not cool. It's not cool. It's not cool. Um, right now, uh, because of Indie Indiegogo like policies or processes or whatever, he can't cancel the uh, the page. He can't he can't cancel cancel the uh, what's it called the campaign. But it is it is labeled. Hey, this is this this is we we can't print this. Which which really begs the question: like, how of all of the indie products that have been created, how did this one get Viacom's attention enough to be to receive a a cease and desist? That is a very good question. Like, I I don't understand that at all. Yeah. Yeah. Like Andrew Modine and his team have been releasing stuff for years, and they're either ignoring cease and desist <laughs> letters, or they just haven't gotten one. Yeah. So maybe there's wording that they didn't have on this this campaign. Maybe they went through the wrong channels. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah, that's a huge uh, bummer. It is a huge bummer. Um. So maybe these issues find their way out some, you know, some way else and they just don't get printed. I, w- I would love to still read them. You know, it's, yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's illegal to just, you know, write your own comic book. It's no. When you start trying to sell it. Did you yeah. run into legal trouble? Yeah. Now, did the other ones have Kickstarters? So, yeah, in, like uh, a couple of them were on Indiegogo. One of them is currently on Indiegogo. Indiegogo. Ooh. Yeah, or or it was last time I checked. So I don't know. I, I, it's so weird that this is the one. It's like a it's like it's like a Nintendo move. Like you do anything with their their outside IPs, like Metroid or anything else, they're gonna slap you with a cease and desist. Yeah. You make yeah. a book on their games, cease and desist. But like Sega and Capcom, oh, you want to make fan games? Go ahead. Just don't sell it. Yeah, yeah, and. Again, I, but this is different because there's, there's payments involved, you know, because you got to pay to print and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And the thing is, is all of those other creators also have printed and have charged people for prints of stuff like I, I'm not even going to fully villainize uh, Viacom here. It's very possible that they just didn't have their ducks in a row. Yeah. 
it's possible that there is a certain verbiage that they need to do this legally, and they just didn't have it. And you know what they say in like copyright law: if you're not protecting your license, then yeah. you can expect it to be abused. Right. That's that's just kind of an assumption. So. Yeah. This sucks. It does suck. I hope I hope things change and they're able to like reword or do whatever, yeah. and um, be able to. Uh, Get back with it. Uh, we will keep everyone updated if there are any updates. That is correct, because <laughs> spoiler, I actually backed this book. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I sent this dude money, and he's like, "Well, as soon as we can get this canceled, I'll refund everything." So, yeah. Oh, uh, we have two more news to- news topics. I'm gonna let you take both of them because they're both in your realm. Oh, okay. Um. Well, uh, coming up. Sunday, November 28th, there will be a virtual meet-and-greet, uh, GalaxyCon, uh, Ninja Turtle autographs uh, you can purchase. Uh, this is going to feature um, people that worked in on the live-action movies. Uh, first off is – I'm probably going to pronounce this guy's name wrong um, – Francios Chow, who played Shredder in uh, Secret of the Ooze. Uh, Michelin Sisti, who was the suit performer for Michelangelo. Uh, Ken Scott, who's Raphael, who you and I both met um, at uh, our local Mississippi con. Um, Richard Usher from Partners in Crime, who did uh, Turtle Power. Nick Palma, who was a stunt uh, for a stunt um, guy for Michelangelo on um, *Secret of the Ooze*, Joss Pius, who was Raphael in the first film, the suit performer and voice um, of Raphael, um, and Leif Tilden, um, who was the suit performer for Donatello in both first and second films. So if you're interested in uh, getting, um, you know, Turtle Guys and Shredder's autograph, um, we will be sure to have that link um, as well. Uh, we don't have prices on autographs. Uh, that's That'll be all on that website. Um, yeah. yeah. Let's what? see. <laughs> okay. So real quick, Nick Palma, it has him listed as stunt performer in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, Sacred Scrolls of Death. Man, that sounds awesome. And I, I immediately was like, what? <laughs> what is that? Man, that's like Turtles got dark. And let's see. It looks like Sacred Scroll of Death is a cut scene, a movie cut or a scene cut from the movie. Whoa, that's a new one to me. Uh, yeah, I, this is I'm going to have to do some research because to my knowledge the sacred scroll of death is not a thing yeah but apparently it is i don't know i don't know or or it's just mislabeled on imdb who knows it's entirely possible (laughs) hey here's our shellheads announcement uh, we will be redoing teenage mutant turtles 3 uh with the subtitle the sacred scroll of death Dude, that sounds uh, so awesome. You can visit our Indiegogo. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell Viacom. Yeah, don't do it. 
Uh, we have one more piece of news. We do. Um, Barner Studios um, is currently uh, raising funds. Don't tell Viacom. Um, on <laughs> <laughs> on Kickstarter. Um, <laughs> To self-publish their first book um, featuring uh, turtle sketches. Now, uh, they it's about 450 pages um, from the 90s. Uh, I'm reading this verbatim uh, on their site of Turtle Mania used to sculpt your favorite TMNT toys. Um, went through thousands of pages and picked the best of the best. It is currently already funded, and at the time... Uh, their their goal was like five thousand, and they've made and uh, the last time you checked, um, mm-hmm. now they're up to seventeen thousand two hundred and forty two, um, with fifty one days to go. So they've already made uh, their goal with two hundred and twenty two backers. Yep, I am one of those backers. Yeah, I will eventually be getting uh, getting mine as well. Uh, there's uh, several different rewards, uh, a couple different reward, reward pledges you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you remember our, um, episode on rad plastic, you enjoyed that and you've picked up that book and enjoy that. I'm sure this will be equally as enjoyable. Uh, yeah. It's, it's like the legality behind some of this stuff is so weird. Yeah. Cause I, I would just assume Varner would, would have done their homework and been like, Hey, Hey, Hey Nickelodeon, we're doing this. Do you give us the okay? Because didn't Brad Plastic have to get that? I think so. I don't know. I don't know. It's 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 kind of cool. Uh, I am kind of looking forward to this because th- these are these are old pic- old sketches. This isn't just some dude, you know, who sketches stuff making a book. This is like ske- sketches that influenced important Ninja Turtles stuff in the early uh, or in the late eighties. So. Yeah, it's very very cool. I, I I dig stuff like that. It's like having like like having history books. You know? Yeah, yeah. Having a book of history is like having history books, Jeff. It is. <laughs> well, Jeff, that does it for our beefy news segment. We got through both of our first segments in under an hour. It was a big baby. Uh, I I'm very proud of us. Yeah. Um. Let's uh let's take a quick break, and then we'll jump into our main topic. Great job, team. Head back to base for debriefing and cocktail. Hey, everybody. No Time to Die has hit theaters. If you're not listening to debriefing and cocktails, you're only really getting half the story. Join me, Sergio, and Reed Walker, the brains behind Reality Breached, uh, as we watch and comment on every single James Bond movie. And now that No Time to Die is out... We've done all of them. Check us out on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit realitybreached.com for more details. Okay, we're back. Uh, I don't know what commercial I put there, but there's a a good chance it might be a commercial for Tomes of of Evil. Uh, Those of you who were tuning in last week expecting a new episode of Shellheads, uh, they they landed on quite a long episode of Tomes of Evil that that I put in the feed. Like, what four hours it's it's like three hours and 30 minutes or something like it uh and it, and it and it has a tone that is very different from that of shellheads yeah so i hope you enjoyed it we really enjoyed recording that episode with russ 
And uh, I, I strongly suggest if, if you're into bad guys, check it out. Yeah. Jeff with a yes, G sir. with a G. Mm. It's, 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 it's when Jeff is feeling gangsta. <laughs> no, no. Is, is it a step too far? That's no, fine. Jeff, what are, what are we talking about this week? We're diving right back in to 2K3. Okay. Yes, we are. It's been a while. It has. Since we talked about this TV show, we, we just we I guess we just got carried away with covering other stuff. Uh, this yeah. is the second time that we're talking about season three. Mm-hmm. Uh, we watched nine episodes um, in what turned out to be the order in which they aired, not the production order. So weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, whatever. There's some real good episodes in in this run, but there's not Ooh, yeah. there's not very much continuity in this in 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 the the I'm sorry nine episodes that we watched. I have things to say about that. that. You do. I have I I do have things to say about that. Yeah. Okay. Well, you want to say that now, or do you want to say it when we like get to the any episodes? Um, I will say that there are episodes that I felt that could have followed one another and others that could have been tied together just for continuity sake, instead of them being the way they were, at least the way that we watched them. Um, but yes, there's a lot of standalone stuff, but then it, some of it tied back to other things that happened, um, which I kind of felt should have happened rather right away. Like after the events of um, worlds collide. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, then, then yeah, let's jump into the episodes themselves because I, I think that will make more sense when we're talking about the episodes that, yeah, that should have been bundled together. Yeah. Uh, one thing I want to say about this, 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 this grouping, is some of the cr- creative choices made to only have things be one episode was were real weird. It is. You know, because because in, in what season one, there's like two or three arcs that take f- three or four episodes and there's no need for them to. Yeah. And then in th- this season, there's two or three episodes in this run here that could have been stretched into two or three episodes and they probably would have benefited from it. Yeah. You know, it, it just seems like they put a lot of work into each episode when they could have put a lot of work into three. You know, what? Well, again, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. What's the first yeah. episode we watched? first episode is nobody's fool nobody's fool uh that is correct uh this one stars who nobody nope but no, well there's somebody in it hmm but he's nobody yes that is correct uh this one is adapted pretty close uh to the tales of the tmnt book that actually um Debuted nobody. Uh, me and you read this, so. Oh yeah. Uh, it was Tales of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number two, uh, a book a book from July of 1987. Nobody's fool. When Michelangelo and Leonardo are out getting a little night air, they cross paths with a caped crusader who ends up saving their lives. So, 
But this is where we meet nobody. And we've learned that he is, of course, a an ex-cop who has become a vigilante, much like Batman mm-hmm. uh, in New York. Uh, it does play out very similar to Tales 2. And th- th- like they introduce a whole extra villain and, and give nobody like this, this real robust backstory. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost so much backstory that it could be spun off on into its own cartoon. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's like a really good backstory. He wants, uh, revenge and he wants this and he wants that. And, and what was the name of the, 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 the villain Ruffington Ruffington, <laughs> who was, a he's an arms dealer in, in New, like a corrupt arms dealer and there are corrupt cops. And it's like the amount of, effort that went into telling this nobody story is significant. Yeah. And we also get a, uh, our, our second, um, appearance of Mr. Touch and Mr. Go, mm-hmm. uh, which we saw, what was it last time we talked touch and go? Yeah. yeah. Um, this says here that they died in this episode, right? Mm, I don't think we, they, we well, just don't see what happens to them. Right. Okay, but they don't make another appearance. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, they they don't. Um, I guess they did. <laughs> uh, I I really like this episode, mm-hmm. um, but I was also very surprised at how much went into it. What about you? Oh, definitely. Like, you know, um, well, first of all, you know how much I love the nobody character. Um, yep. Yep. I wish I'd gotten his action figure when I saw it. I'm like, what is this? Um, and, uh, it's just a good old fashioned team up, like revenge type episode. Um, and you're just, you're along for the ride. It's like, just like a good, I I don't know how else to explain it. Like, it's just a lot of freaking fun. Like the turtles have been training and they're tired and they're going to go relax and like, you know, uh, uh, Raph and Donatello were taking over video games, and so you know what else are Leo and Mike going to go do? Um, more exercise? Oh, that's not relaxing. Um, but you know, of course, <laughs> when they stumble on nobody, they get into a lot of turtle trouble, uh, which is very true to them. <laughs> I love Michelangelo reminding Leo every time that hey, does this remind you of a certain Dark Avenger? He's like, no. <laughs> and you, you keep thinking he's gonna he's hinting at Batman, but he's right, talking right. about, of course, the Turtle Titan. It's like Mikey, just what are you doing dressed up like that? But he gets to wear his outfit, like just get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. Yeah. Uh, like as a standalone episode, this is a fantastic episode. It's However. Act. However, however, I do have a grievance. Oh, a grievance. So nobody only shows up like two or three times in this series, right? Yeah. Why would you have nobody's base of like operations be in New York City unless you're going to frequently include him in the show? I'm going to go ahead and give you that because I'm on the same page. Yeah, yeah, like – uh, okay, look, I'm looking at, at appearances. He was he was in more than just two or three episodes, but like 
in the comic in the comic he was set he, like his his base of operations was Northampton. So it you know, it, the turtles weren't just going to bump into him later when yeah. they were in New York. Yeah. And it's 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 the same problem I had with the 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 TMNT Batman movie. Yeah. They're just assuming that, that like they're creating this universe where Batman and Ninja Turtles are in the same United States. You know, Mikey can just call up Robin and be like, what up, bro? I'm OK with that. I'm not OK with that. That's fine. It, it's it it's it's a suspension of disbelief. I just can't get behind, which I know is real dumb. Yeah. But, but what I, I've come to expect these kind of things. <laughs> um, I think that's all I have. Uh, for the, actually, it was it it, it it wasn't Northampton. He's actually um, a Springfield Police Department officer in the comic. But oh, okay. But they do meet up with him in, in Northampton. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's all I got for this episode. Yeah. Um. There's some elements and things that happen in the episode that I feel tie into other episodes because, like, again, it's the what was it? The worlds collide multi-parter yeah it's like you got all this leftover triceraton you know uh, spaceships and bases and weapons and all this other stuff and so um oh that was another thing like it leads into shredder was supposed to be getting those weapons Mm -hmm. and like that was okay that was like one part of a tie-in and like and we skip a couple of episodes and then, you know, come back to it. But just, you know, it was really cool seeing nobody have that, like, freaking Triceraton, like, laser rocket launcher disintegrator beam thing, whatever they called it. <laughs> um, what do they call it? It's a, um, let's see. Yeah, just Triceraton cannon. That thing was amazing. Just fully disintegrated a building and, like, one shot. <laughs> it's it's similar to the uh, the rocket launcher thing he had in volume two. Yeah, the one, the one that almost took out Baxter Stockman. Mm-hmm. And I loved I loved the end of the episode because like the the Raff and Dom were up all night playing video games, and Mike and Leo were out all night fighting. <laughs> and then Splinter, you know, was like, "Oh, you're already awake. Ah, let us resume the training." I'm like, "No." Like, and the moral of the story is get some sleep. Sleep is overrated, Jeff. Yeah, well, this is what I've heard. Sleep is way overrated. Yeah. Uh, are we ready to move on? Yes. Okay. Okay. The lesson is next. Uh, episode 11 from season three. Uh, April asks the turtles to teach her martial arts. They refuse, uh, knowing that they could do more harm than good by training her without sufficient ex- uh, expertise. Uh, they tell her about the last time they tried to train a pre- train a pre pre teenage boy back when the turtles themselves were much younger. I have so many issues with this episode, Jeff. Oh, do you now? I do. Go right ahead. So the cool part is we get to see flashbacks to baby turtles with you know the the big bandanas on and you know we get to hear their little ch- you know childlike voices they're adorable the action figures were absolutely amazing for these these little turtles i have no complaints there my complaint is that the pre-teenage boy that they train 
is Casey Jones. Yeah. And that pre pre teenage boy just doesn't realize they're they're uh, turtles, and he also doesn't recognize them in the future. Yeah. Come on, man. They're green. I mean, you know, how many kids are going to remember half that stuff that they, you know, were did as a when they were kids as they were when they were an adult? Me. I would have. Oh, OK. Yeah. It, like any any kid that has ever seen someone's face has a strong, like, especially someone who is a teacher slash trainer. Like I, if I came across my elementary school teacher at a Walmart I'd be like, hey, I was your student. I wouldn't actually talk to her, but I'd know that that was her. Ooh. Hmm. You know? So. I don't remember what most of my teachers look like. And and that was like 30 some odd years ago. Like, yeah. this isn't even that long. Like, let's say, how old would Casey be in this episode? Like 10 years old? 10, yeah. 11 years old? And Casey is currently, what, late 20s? Mm-hmm. Maybe early 30s? So we're talking 15 years? Yeah, maybe 20. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't like it. I don't like it. It could have been it could have been a different boy. I'll give you that. It could have been Zach. It could have. Like, why not? That would have been cool. Uh, like the, the, the lesson that they're, te- they're teaching is fine. Uh, how the episode plays out with the bullies and everything is fine. It's just real hard for me to accept this retcon as as valid what about you i mean i can take it or leave it um you know it's it's perfectly fine um it 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 does present a a lot of plot holes (laughs) yeah um but you know it just you know it just foreshadows like how stupid casey is I mean, you you do look at it that there is a de-evolution of the character. Like he starts off strong and great, and all of a sudden he's just really stupid. Oh well, that's every character. Eh, not every. Eh, character. Like like look at look at Bebop and Rocksteady in every version of Bebop and Rocksteady. Well, that's they different. Sh- they start out as these uh, like brutes that are almost impossible to beat, and by the time season four rolls around, they're laughable. That's totally different. <laughs> How? I mean, you know, Casey's never been really portrayed as just like, you know, stupid, stupid. Like he gets picked on, of course. But yeah. when it when it comes crunch time and he, you know, to to do what he does best, you know. Yeah. Well, he he has always been portrayed as a meathead, though. Yeah. So too, too much meat in this. No. <laughs> OK, OK, I can I can get behind that. Yeah. Uh, what else you got for this episode? Um, let's see. I mean, I liked how the lessons, like they're, you know, they, of course the turtles didn't coordinate on how they taught him, and just all the lessons are just like, wait, what? None of it makes any sense. Yeah. Leo's like meditate. Mikey, you need a battle cry. Dantella teaches him chess, and Raphael's like, hey, you need weapons, and just you know, run first headlong into everything, like. Just keeps getting his butt kicked until he just can't take it. Yeah, yeah. And he just does what he does eventually, but yeah. Eh, you know, it's fine. This might be, I think, the weakest episode. Um, yeah, yeah. Probably my least favorite one so far. 
we we do see the or the origin of his uh Gungala. Gungala? Yeah. yeah. Gungala, yeah. So there's that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't want to linger on this episode much longer than we have to because I, I just wasn't a fan. Wasn't a fan. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have the Christmas Aliens. Yeah. Uh, this one is very much based on the Michelangelo Micro uh, from the original uh, Mirage Run. Uh, in a solo adventure, Mikey attempts to thwart the Purple Dragons in their attempt to steal a truck full of toys meant to be delivered to an orphanage for Christmas. Uh, he also comes across a stray kitten, uh, which he takes under his wing and names Clunk. Uh, Yay. At, yeah, at the lair, Splinter, the other turtles, uh, and the other turtles plan a huge feast and invite all of their friends. The changes they made to the Christmas alien story, or the Christmas story from Michelangelo number one, is make this episode, or not, make this, yeah, make this episode really pop. Oh, without a doubt. Like the, the like the B story where all the turtles are in the lair and and their uh their friend starts showing up and we get to see the Silver Century, uh the Usagi, uh what's his name? Jin Suki? Ginosuke. Ginosuke, yeah. Uh the Damio uh professor, like it really makes this episode pop. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh it's good to see Clunk. Uh, like, I have very little bad. To, I have nothing bad to say about the, the, this episode. What about you? I, I, it's a Mikey episode, so yeah, I definitely have nothing bad to say about it. Um, <laughs> it was just so much fun. Um, like when he's kind of out and about around the city, and he's like, I think he's in like a park, and he sees everybody like sledding and stuff, and um. You hear a very familiar voice, and like the kids that he's talking to, one of them sounds like, "Is that Ash Ketchum from Pokemon?" And it is because Veronica Taylor was the voice of Ash Ketchum. Oh, <laughs> yep, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, for a long time. Um, so I'm like, I know that voice. Um, and it's like you know, kind of like your. I would imagine that stuff like this has happened before. Because people have stolen trucks full of toys and stuff and whatever, and you've heard about it in the news and stuff like that. Not to the extent of it being, you know, saved by a giant green turtle. Um, but, <laughs> you know, was it a Christmas diehard with Ninja Turtles? You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I think, like, I remember when we went over the comic that this is based on. Like, mm-hmm. my complaint was, why is Mikey running away from the cops? Yeah. Like, can't he just leave? Like, just leave the truck. Yeah. And then the cops will get all of the toys to the orphanage. And I, I guess that logic still holds up. He could yeah. have just left the truck. Mm-hmm. But then we would have missed out on that last scene of everyone dressed up as Santa Claus giving, you know, the kids yeah. toys. Yeah. Hopefully they ate first. I'm sure they did. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, – but <laughs> – also, this is a kids' TV show, and you have the main character running from a cop. Yeah. So, but it makes sense because they think that he's like the fourth or fifth, you know, dude. So it was justified. I know, I know. 
But running from the cop with the stolen goods, though, like that's I think that's where it. it, Yeah. You know, I told you I had no complaints about this episode. I don't have complaints. I'm not going to let myself complain about something like that. Okay, don't. I'm not doing it. This is me not complaining. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, this this is this is a fun, fun, fun episode. I've got some great moments that I'd like to highlight. Um, Mikey, uh, it was like time for some James Bond driving. Mm-hmm. Up on up on two wheels. I yep. that was cool. Um, probably my favorite moment is everybody is trying to arm wrestle Silver Sentry. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Casey and Leo they fail, get thrown up against the wall, and then it's like <laughs> April's gonna try, and they're all picking on her like, "What are you gonna do?" And then she wins. <laughs> and the incentive for that. Is like when they walk away, and then you see uh, April and Silver Sentry in the kitchen. Is like, and she's like, as promised, and like it's a, it's a, one of those like tens full of just like, what was it double chocolate chip cookies? And she, he's like, oh no, that's not necessary. He's like, oh, I guess I'll go give this to somebody else. Oh no, 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 wait. <laughs> so Silver Sentry's weakness is cookies. <laughs> Yep. I could not yep. stop laughing. That was like one of the <laughs> best moments. It reminds me of um, Martian Manhunter from DC Comics that his favorite like cookie is Oreos. So I wonder if that maybe was kind of like a little nod. Uh, it could be. It could be. Um, uh, Leo and Usagi giving each other swords for Christmas. That was great. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like that kind of writes itself. But yes, that's great. Yeah, and then of course Eastman and Laird are the only two cops in town. Oh, always. And well, there's more. There's more cops this time, but they're the only two that are ever on duty. Yep. Uh, which is great, and we get to see um, uh, Master. Uh, we get to see Master Yoshi. Uh, in this, where Splinter has like this orb that he can communicate with, um, Yoshi from beyond, which is a, a nice little touch there. Which, uh, okay. Again, I'm not, I'm just not go with complaining, it. Jeff. Just go with it. No complaints. No complaints. No complaints. complaints. So now I want double chocolate chip cookies now. <laughs> uh, but I, that does it for me for the Christmas aliens. You got anything else? Uh, no, that's about it. Okay. Next up is New Blood. New Blood. Okay, the turtles explore a crashed Triceraton ship uh, that was left in the Hudson River after the alien invasion. Here they encounter three Karaibots, very dangerous robots designed by Baxter Stockman's overly enthusiastic apprentice, Dr. Chaplin. Mm -hmm. So, of all of the episodes, this one stands out the least for me. Really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like Doctor, like Chaplin is cool. I like that guy. Like, mm-hmm. to, like him as a foil to uh, Baxter Stockman is really fun. It looks like Barney. Like Bar- Barney Stockman? Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But when it comes to, you know, this uh, this episode's not great. Unless you have something like, to, to, what, 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 what are your opinions? I love this episode. Really? Um, Convince yeah. me. I mean, 
you you get to see Shredder in like the public eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, Karai totally kills a reporter for calling out, "Hey, ain't you uh in, in with them Foot Clans?" And you have to listen for the cue, and you hear like, <laughs> and "I was like, oh, he just she just snapped that dude's neck." <laughs> okay. I was like, "He, you okay, buddy?" I said, "He day. He ain't getting up." <laughs> um, we get our first look at the the Karai bots or the Amazonian. Blue bots or whatever whatever chaplain call them. I just call them cry bots. Uh-huh. Um they are awesome. I love those robots. You know I love robots. Um True. I hate hated fighting them in the freaking uh Nintendo DS game. So much. I have zero rep- recollection of doing that. Oh, <laughs> well, get ready, because we're gonna dive back in. <laughs> Um, yes, they were terrible to fight, but I just, I, I love that whole, like, you know, Terminator type deal. Um, and, you know, going into the, uh, to salvage, uh, power core from the Triceraton, um, like one of the bases, um, that had fallen. Of course, in just the, the, the sheer, like the friction between Stockman and Chaplin, um, so like there's you know the the title New Blood does have I want to say a lot of weight to it because it's like oh hey you know out with the old in with the new yeah yeah um, and and like the best part about the Chaplin character is like he respects Doctor Stockman yeah like he's so green but green behind the ears yeah green behind the ears that he has no he really doesn't realize oh. Baxter Stockman is kind of super evil. Wait, green behind the ears is wet behind the ears. Wet behind the ears or green? I guess wet behind the ears means green. I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. Green means new to the scene or fresh. Mm. Wet behind the ears. What does that mean? Uh, well. Wet behind the ears. Lacking experience. Immature. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they mean the same thing. I just kind of combined them. Oh. Hmm. Uh, let's make that a thing. Green behind the ears. It's a it's a book by Faith Addis. Ah! <laughs> oh. <laughs> it, it could be a turtles thing, huh? <laughs> that, like that that can be what how we refer to people who aren't that familiar with the turtles. They're just getting into the you know the the <laughs> the hobby. Oh. You know what? It is so apparent according uh, to the visual the thesaurus, it is a German idiom that does refer to someone as who is inexperienced. So, jawohl. Bam! <laughs> Wunderbar! Oh, so now you taught me I, something new. And we I'm taught you people something new. I'm not dumb, I'm just German smart. Oh, yeah. You've been eating a lot of German bratwurst lately? <laughs> Uh no no uh no. Do, do you have anything else for New Blood? Yeah man. <laughs> uh no um nope. I, just, I I really enjoyed this episode I love the Karaibots a lot that fight was fantastic. See I, that fight has I've got I got nothing for that for that stuff. Yeah I do nothing for that stuff. It's fine though it's fine. Uh, we do have plenty of episodes to talk about so yeah we do. Let's keep it moving. The next one is The Darkness Within. Mm-hmm. Angel 
asked the turtles to help her find her older brother, uh, who went missing after exploring some tunnels under an old mansion. The turtles venture in and encounter a disturbing centuries-old monster, which captures them and forces each turtle to confront his greatest fear. So this one came out of nowhere. It did. And was real cool. And terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I do like the and angel character. Uh, dark. It's yeah. It's a very dark episode. Yeah. There's basically zombies in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a really long backstory for the uh, like the main villain and the main character. What's his name? C.F. Vol Volpehart. Yeah, that's a Volpehart? really that's a really funky name. Yeah, like. This is one of multiple episodes that we watch where someone has to sit down and tell a story for mm-hmm. every for it to make sense. Yeah. Uh, and seeing like seeing the turtles have to deal with their worst fears isn't like that's not a really a unique concept. Like it's 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 been done a few times, mm-hmm. but it's one with a lot of legs. Like there there's a lot you can do with it. Oh yeah. And I I really liked this one because it it it, it does get away from the your, your normal turtles adventure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and had we met Angel's brother before this? I don't think so. Yeah, no, he's yeah he's this is, was his his debut. Okay. Um. So what are, what are your thoughts on uh the darkness within? This easily could have been a Halloween episode. That's true. It could have been. Like, we get a Christmas and a Halloween episode in the same season. <laughs> I don't think this aired during Halloween. No, it's aired, it's aired in January. In January, yeah. Yeah. Um, that would have been perfect for October. Um, I I love, like, old kind of culty horror-type films, like, you know, black-and-white films and, and stuff like that. And so it kind of felt like, um, if, if any of you are out there are familiar with Hammer hammer horror films like that had uh christopher lee and um vincent price peter cushing in there it, it kind of felt like that but with like the, the an otherworldly monster mm-hmm. um which was like a like a crab cthulhu type thing yeah it was very cool and just all the different nightmares that the turtles went through Leonardo seeing Splinter's death, but then also being the cause, you know, it was like Inception. It was the dream within a dream and like him being the cause of, uh, like Splinter going evil. And then Don, Don sees angel die. Raphael sees shredder fight shredder, but he's his own father. Um, (laughs) like, (laughs) like the cool thing about that is the volume three run, has Raphael putting on the Shredder costume or the the, 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 the shred costume? No, the, sh- the Shredder armor. Yeah. So seeing that in 2K3 was like that was the last thing I expected. Yeah, that was very cool. But but to to to, to kind of throw that nod into it was really really cool. Yeah, and then Mikey being uh like seeing Leo as a monster with like you know big nasty tentacle arms. Um. It was just really cool. It was it was yeah. psychological, and I loved I loved every minute of it. Yeah, yeah. N- note to self: Lovecraftian stuff is cool. Oh yeah. Um, 
the there was me and actually years later idw did a, a lovecraftian villain that me and you read about remember it was that crossover or that oh yeah yeah that that like event book that that we read so, mm-hmm. so maybe it was a kind of a throwback to this who knows maybe so uh, anything else for the darkness within well we know the creature ain't dead that's true they never stay dead they never stay dead i don't know if they come i don't know if it comes back i don't i don't recall it coming back but i could be wrong yeah, that would be cool if it did. Yeah. Uh, what is next? What's next is Mission of Gravity. Yes. The turtles are overjoyed to encounter an old friend who they thought was dead, and they all set out to lower the fl- the floating city of Beijing back to the Earth's surface. Uh, going against her adopted father's wishes, Karai turns to the turtles for assistance, not wanting to have millions of innocent people perish while Baxter Stockman, whose technological skills are at risk. Uh, oh, sorry. Whose technological skills are at risk of being surpassed, uh, tries to get rid of Dr. Chaplin. So basically Beijing is floating above Earth and the Shredder wants, you know, wants to crash it. He wants the t- he wants the tech. Yeah, but yeah, by stealing the technology, and Baxter Stockman is 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 worried about being usurped by Doctor Chaplin, uh, and this is the episode where Baxter gets his big new body, right? Yeah. So 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 there's that, which Doctor Chaplin made for him, mm-hmm. because he's you know green behind the ears. There you go. Okay. <laughs> it's a uh, like. I wouldn't call this episode good. There's a lot of stuff in it and, and and there's a lot of action and there's really high stakes. And when they, when they put Beijing down, it's pointing the wrong direction, which is really clever and funny. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if, I don't know if it's one that really deserves a deliberate second watch. I'm, I disagree. I just, okay. I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun watching it. Okay. I, I, again, it's like you know the esp- the espionage stuff. We got to sneak in here and do that. I just I love that kind of stuff. Um, of course that's very apt because they're ninjas. Um, but again, this felt like because like well the way we watched them, we watched them in a funky order, as opposed to how you know they are supposed to line up or or, or whichever whichever way you can watch however you like. Yeah, like um, it, the thing is, is it's it's not that they didn't line up the way that they lined up. Like the the way we watched them in that order, it works. It just takes longer to get to the point. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, like you said, we get a lot of cool stuff. We get we finally get Baxter in his super robot body without giant, huge, clungy butt cheeks. <laughs> we do get to see that 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 you know that alliance with the, with Karai, which is really cool. Um, but leading up to this. Don had been getting calls on his shell cell that sounded like faxes when it was really in reality, Professor Honeycutt trying to communicate with him to download himself to his 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 PDF. <laughs> yeah, no, not his PDF. <laughs> Palm Pilot. What is it? Whatever. Whatever it's, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Palm Pilot. There you go. A PDA it was a personal digital assistant. Yeah, his PDA. His yeah. public display of affection. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, so, I'll, but, yes, I will give this episode that. The yeah. reemergence of Professor Honeycutt as a character is 
like I'm always pro fugitoid. Oh yeah. There's not going to be a situation where I'm like, there's too much fugitoid here. He's 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 the Mister Spock of 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 uh, the turtle team. Yeah. Mixed with some C three PO in there too. Okay, I'll give you that. Yeah. Um. Then we get the Mousers 2.0 again. Horrible things to fight in the freaking video game because they would go into that little ball mode and like go across the screen and you have to attack them. I was like, Ugh. yeah. See, for me, anytime they introduce a new robot, it, my eyes just kind of gloss over. Mine don't. It's like, oh, it's it's a different it's a different Mauser. Okay, all right. Nah, but that's just me. Yeah, I'm okay with all of it. It's it's fine. All of it's fine. Everything's fine here. <laughs> Uh, what else you got for Mission of Gravity? The cool turtle gl- turtle gliders were really cool. Uh, they were cool, but they kind of came out of nowhere, and I don't like that. Yeah. That was very weird that they were wearing them, but we knew they were going to have to get out of that blimp somehow. Uh, the Shredder blimp, he gets his own blimp this time. That's about all I've got for that. Okay, okay. Well, let's move on to uh, episode 16. Yeah, yeah, episode 16, The Entity Below. Yeah. Uh, much to Michelangelo's chagrin. The again. Turtles, <laughs> again. Uh, the turtles must, must venture back down to the underground city to investigate. Uh, after Donatello's crystals start glowing at the same time that massive earthquakes shake the world. Uh, but none of them are prepared for what they're about to learn about the Earth's history. So this is a big callback episode to... Uh, what was the the notes from the underground uh, like? Was it one episode or more than one episode in the first season? I don't remember. It was a couple of episodes. Like I, I know that they went to the like notes to the underground was a thing in the first season, and then returned to the underground in season two. Yeah. Yeah. So this may just be the third third episode. This is the the other example of. Someone having to sit down and give a monologue telling the enormous backstory of the main villain yeah. to, ma- to make this make any sense. Yeah. And this episode, out of all of these, I feel is th- like the biggest miss op- missed opportunity. This really? How so? Because this could have been a fantastic arc where – they don't know what's going on and they learn that, you know, the, uh, the Atlanteans have been, you know, awoken and blah, 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 blah. And then in the third episode, it's revealed, Oh, this is Atlantis. You know, like this could have been I'll fleshed out. Yeah. And been a, like you know, a three, like part, a three parter, two, 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 three parter, two or three parter. And I feel like they wouldn't have had to cram so much stuff into the episode. Because it's because it's it is jam packed. I will give you that. Yeah, it's really good. Oh, um, it is. It is. We get lots um, of reveals, but yes, I, I it's it's another example of of something that could have been stretched out a couple episodes. Um, much like my um, complaints about City at War. Yeah, yeah. C- City at War is another one that could have been stretched out way 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 more. It's like six episodes, six, seven, eight episodes right there. Mm-hmm. Instead of what three? Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Notes from see, notes from the underground was a three-parter. Yeah. You know, return to the underground was one episode. Mm-hmm. 
And this is one episode. Yeah. Uh, like those crystals are kind of important to the lore of 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 2K3. Like it's important to the, the their 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 lair like Mhm. It's 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 low key one of the better secondary stories they have going. Especially now that we learn that that's the lost city of Atlantis. Yeah. With a crystal sun and everything like there's so much <laughs> so many crystals to mine here, Jeff. There are. And they're just like, okay, here's one episode. We're gonna revisit these dudes. And piss off Michelangelo for a while. Yeah. Uh what do you what do you have for uh the entity below? Um We got the lava monsters, that was really cool. Yeah. The turtle tunneler is back and Mikey gets to drive. Yeah. Which is mm, you know, it's Mikey. Should we let him drive? Um, no, no. Um, speaking of, 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 well, I'll get to that in just a second. Uh, we get kind of like the backstory, like that the Atlanteans created Bigfoot and the 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 you know the um uh like Black Lagoon type you know lizard mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, people. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they created the Death Star crystal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I think not only, uh, did we get a missed opportunity for a two or three parter, we got a missed opportunity for Atlantean armor turtles or the turtle armor force figures. That's true. They look boss in that armor. But they looked pretty much the same. They did. Yeah. Like that was kind of a missed opportunity on two ends. Yeah. Like they could have put it on and like it could have taken on all their different like their colors, which would have been kind of cool. Yep. Um, I would have loved to have seen those figures. Yeah, yeah. Like I dig this episode. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it was a lot of fun. Uh, there's also some like not linkage, but it, the planets aligning or stars aligning to you know make things on Earth happen weird. That that was also in TMNT. Yeah. So again, it's 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 a it's a well worn. Well-worn path. Yeah. Anything else? Um, well, that's about all I got. I don't think we see, I don't think we see any more of the, the characters from that. Um, no, I think one of them returns for something in season four. I could be wrong. What was her name? Um, was it Versala? The one that helped him? Um, Yeah. Okay, no, actually, this episode this is directly from Turtlepedia, so thank you for whoever wrote this. Uh, this episode reveals that the Olentians were responsible for creating avian, beast people, and mer people. The beast people first appeared in the Monster Hunter episode. The avian mm-hmm. and mer people will later make their first full appearances, respectfully, in season four episodes, A Wing and a Prayer, and Sons of the Silent Age. Mm. Sons of the Silent Age is based on a comic. Nice. So... The Mer people that are in this episode are the same Mer people from the Sons of the Silent Age comic. Uh, ha, ha, ha. If you want to do those those logical gymnastics, and I'm sure there are a lot of our listeners that will do just that. <laughs> Let's talk about time travails. Time travails. Time travails. 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 I don't know. I don't know. It's we'll episode 17. 
episode 17 of, of, of season three, uh, the turtles become involved in a time hopping adventure with the apprentice, apprentice timestress Renette to foil the plans of the evil demon sorcerer Savanti Romero. Uh, as he tries to escape his exile to the Dark Ages. So this is directly based on uh, Team and T number eight. Yep. Uh, which was the crossover episode with Cer- Cerberus Cerebus. Yeah. Cer- Cerebus. Yeah. Uh, obviously, he's not in this episode directly. Did you catch the... Uh... I did. So so as soon as they arrive in the Dark Ages, when they, when they t- time travel... They uh, this little gray aardvark walks across the screen, which With is an which, attitude. Yeah, yeah, which is a clear reference uh, to, to to Cerberus. Cerebus? Yeah, I, it's Cerebus. Of course, it's Cerebus. What's wrong with me? Yeah, it's Dave Sims Cerebus. Um, I want to say his sword shows up. Either way, this is the debut of some pretty important Ninja Turtles characters. Uh, yeah. Renette, Savanti Romero. Uh, Lord Simultaneous, uh, all of the all of these make multiple uh, appearances in the comic books. They are incredibly important to time travel in all of the Ninja Turtles universes. Mm-hmm. So, seeing that they waited till season three, episode seventeen, to to bring them out is a little disappointing. Yeah, but I guess I get it. Yeah, you know. Um, we also like probably the most surprising part of this is ult- like the ultimate ninja slash the Damio son and Draco. They kind of come out of nowhere and turn into the main villain here. Yeah. Which like was not in the comic book. No. They're all like. At first, it's just like Draco and like, you know, in just full dragon form with like the the Damio's son's mask on, and then he goes into this like cocoon state and then he wakes up looking really freaky and weird with a head in his stomach. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Ugh! I vividly remember watching this like the first time I watched it like 15 years ago at this point, seeing that the, the dragon that, that, uh, uh, Savanti has and thinking, why does that dragon have a mask? Yeah. That like, that looks like a, that, that, that mask looks like the ultimate, Ninja's mask. What is going mm-hmm. on here? And then when the transformation happens, I felt like a genius. Yeah. Um, here's yet another example of someone having to stop the action and explain exactly how we got to where we are. Mm-hmm. Because the ultimate Draco is what it's dubbed here in the, 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 the Turtlepedia. Like he has to explain, hey, remember the last time you saw me? Me and Draco, like we were, we were like sucked into this portal, and we were there for thousands of years. And during that time, we merged into one being, and now we talk at the same time, and we're weird looking. And I got a face on my belly, like <laughs> he. There's so much exposition, and that's fine. Yeah, but there's too many episodes, not back to back to back, but in in such a short period of time where it's it, like sit down, it's story time. I'm fine with that. It's 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 weird. Like, again, break these off into into to multi episode arcs. You have the writing staff. It's fine. Do it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, this one was fun. This one this one's fun. I, I always love the time traveling stuff. Uh, Michelangelo had a real moment when he was wearing that that uh, armor. Yeah. And all the other turtles had taken their armor off, 
and uh, they're like, take off that, you know, that armor. He's like, okay, fine. And as soon as he takes it off, they get attacked, and he's like, see, see. Yeah, yeah. Now, I have a Leonardo Knight action figure. I don't know. I, I believe it's from this episode, and I can't remember. I'm pretty sure they did the other three turtles um, as well. Um, I think they did, too. Let me let me do some quick Googling here. I don't know why I didn't get the other all four of them, but I'm looking at Leo right now in my curio cabinet. Leo. The, no, that's not it. Ninja Knights. Ninja Knight. That's it. Yep. Yeah, man. Like th- th- this is this is a situation where they got it right. You know? Yeah. Because they they could have done it in that other episode, but no, they did it with this one instead. Yeah. So fantastic. Yeah, those are really fun figures. Uh, as you know, I'm a huge fan of Renette. Uh, the the way she's portrayed every single time, how ditzy she is and how dumb she is, and the relationship yeah. she has with with Lord Simultaneous is so unique. Yeah. I cannot think of an analog in any other media where. Lord Simultaneous is training or or someone in great power is training a ditz to be his successor or a timestress. You know, it's yeah, it's kind of great. It's kind of great. Well, there's there is one. OK, um, are you familiar with the movie Time Bandits? I'm not familiar with Time Bandits. Ooh, isn't that a Monty Python like thing? Yes. Weird. It's a Sergio movie. It's a weird, fun ride. Um. And so Lord Simultaneous, his his big giant silver surfer looking head is <laughs> more or less a direct reference to the Supreme Being um in that film. It's like return what you have stolen. Um and it's really, really cool. It's a it, that movie is such a just a, a blast. Really? Yeah. I, I was so Don't look anything up. Don't don't look look at, like no, it's it's just so you're telling me Lord Simultaneous from the comic book is is influenced by that movie? I would be it drawing the conclusions together like it, it'd be crazy if it wasn't. Not his human form, but his like omnipresent type, you know, wizard, you know, uh image behind, you know, the guy behind the curtain. Yeah. Um, and, and you'll see what I'm talking about when we, when we watch it. What else you got for what, what is it? Time travails? Um, that is about it. Okay. Did we get, did we get a Renette figure? I don't think so. Which is that that's a big disappointment, but. You know how they are about making female figures. Yeah. It just it doesn't ever happen um, unless it's April O'Neil or Karai. Um, She got a hero clicks. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, there's no Renette proper action figures. Not even not even for her appearance in the 2012 show. Hmm. Well, I can't wait to get to that. Because, like, doesn't Mikey have a thing for her in... One of them does. I think it's Mikey. Oh, yeah, yeah. it makes sense that it would be Mikey. Yeah. 
so okay uh that actually brings us to the last episode hun on the run yeah uh it's i i don't think that's a good name like it's not it's not as clever as i'm sure they thought it was but it's very apt for what is happening in this episode yeah uh, sent by the Shredder to obtain a piece of alien technology held by the U.S. government, Karai is captured by Agent Bishop, who offers to return her in exchange for all the alien technology that Shredder has himself. Shredder instead sends the disgraced Hun to rescue the girl whom Hun despises. Of course, that's Karai. Uh, as if there's not enough dishonor among thieves, Stockman lures the turtles into the battle as well. This episode is fantastic oh yes um it's fantastic on a like on a premise level it's fantastic that we finally see bishop do more stuff Mm -hmm. Uh, the turtles are kind of just bystanders for a lot of this they're just as confused you know as as they should be there's deceit uh there's classic stockman betrayal Mm mm-hmm uh, Hun is really good in this episode because, like, we're seeing a side of him that we've never seen before, like a desperation. Yeah. The action is fantastic. Like, that fight between Hun and uh, Bishop, top-notch. It was very, very good. Yeah, yeah. Again, another episode I have very few, if any, complaints about. Mm-hmm. What you got? Like, I don't know if... It to me because there's another movie. There's a movie called Nuns on the Run. And I'm pretty sure it's a play on that. A totally different story, of course. <laughs> I mean, it's got Eric Idle and the guy that played Hagrid from Harry Potter uh, in it. But again, totally unrelated. Um, but like you said, like this this was a really fun episode. It's like a there's no time to lose, you know, type moment. Like there's no time to explain. Like wait, what what's happening? Yeah. Um, and again, anytime we see Bishop show up, um, and oh God, when when freaking Bishop, like, okay, so Karai is supposed to like sneak into this installation and, and steal this alien um, microchip, and little does she know that at installation, Bishop, Bishop just happens to be you know hanging out and captures Karai, and totally just owns the shredder. I'm like, hey, what's up? Like, how do you how did you get this? This number <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> is basically the gist of it. And it's like, oh, no, I know all about you. And I was like, it just makes Bishop. He was already an interesting character to begin with. And you just love him even more. Like, he's not a pushover. And that's one thing I absolutely love about him. They they best him, but he puts up a really good fight. Because, like, he's been trained. Yeah, in, like. Wasn't at one point it was like six on one. Yeah. Yeah. And and Bishop was like, well, eh, all right, I, I guess I'll bow out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, it's, it, he's an amazing character and just really well written. Um, it's like, you just, you want to know more. Yeah. Um, about him. Um, oh, when like, I was like, my heart was breaking when Hun stole Raphael's bike. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> this is not going to end well <laughs> at all. And it was like that, like that is a, like they needed some sort of, uh, what's it called? Like carrot on a stick 
for the turtles. Yeah. Because yeah. once once Hun is not attacking them and runs off, why are they why would they be in pursuit? Exactly. So the the carrot on a stick is they have the shell cycle. Yeah. We got to go. And I'm 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 totally down with that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh but as I was watching this episode again, I was like, man, oh man, this is this is 2K3 at its best. Oh, it mo- absolutely. Every absolutely. character is behaving exactly the way they're supposed to, mm-hmm. and th- they're inter like the story is intertwined in just a way that, on paper, not much actually happens here. Yeah, you know, like Karai does get uh, basically a copy of what she was trying to get, mm-hmm. but Baxter is in trouble. Which he's always in trouble. Hun isn't dead. Karai isn't dead. Bishop just has impressed us. And the turtles, they don't grow in any way. They're just kind of there. Yeah. Yeah, on paper, nothing happens. But it is impressive because of the character dynamics that are on display, along with the the choreography of the action sequences. Oh, yeah. It's it's, it's absolutely dynamite. Yep. Uh. I did have one little uh, like Sergio issue with with <laughs> with this and hear me out. OK. In the theme song of this show, like the, the singer goes out of his way to say. To say you don't you don't fight unless someone else starts. Yeah. I never thought about that. How often in this show do the turtles start fights all the time? Yeah. They just show up with like weapons drawn, and this in this episode they do it a few times. I want to say the theme song was more for the uh, the parent groups, you know. And it's like, hey, here's our little like split second of educational information <laughs> or mini PSA to get y'all <laughs> off our back. It's like it, it, they might as well have just said, hey, don't Google ninja. <laughs> Not sure that's as catchy. Um, <laughs> I don't think did did Google exist in 2003? Yeah, was it? Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to remember when it came out. Uh, actually, 98, 98. Um, no, 98. Yeah, it's it's been a while, but uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's. I don't know why this episode is the one where I was like, but wait, they're picking a fight. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that. That, that it's like that Leonardo DiCaprio meme. From Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where he's pointing at the screen holding a beer. Yeah. That was me on my couch. Did you have a beer? I didn't have a beer, but I was pointing at the screen going, uh, but... Yeah. Hunt on the Run is amazing. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's it's one of the best episodes we've seen this season, including the ones we watched before this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that that really takes care of all the episodes that we watched. Uh, what else you got for Hunt on the Run? You got anything? Uh, no, no. Okay. Uh, I and I'm gonna you know kind of just repeat what I said earlier. The only real problem that I have with this group of episodes is there's not much continuity at all. There is the hey we're searching for Triceraton tech, but that is a loose loose plot 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 thread at best. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there there are no two parters. There's nothing that carries over uh, specifically from episode to episode. We we do get some cool like re reappearances from characters that we've seen before, like like touch and go, 
the, the the underground, you know, story is revisited, but it's a lot of just one-off things. And in a series that kind of made its, you know, it, it, it in like the first season, the biggest impact was here's a four-part episode, or here's a here's a two or three part arc that is going to take almost a month to get through. Yeah. It's yeah. I I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. It's, it's hard to say that's a complaint. It's just weird. It's, it's weird to sit down and watch these episodes back to back and not come across a single two part chunk. Yeah. At least for now, like when we get to the next half, we get that. Yeah. Like season two, season two, started with a th- with a five-part series, then a three-parter, and then mm-hmm. later there was a three-parter, a two-parter, and then a four-parter. Yeah. That's just season two. Mm-hmm. You know, in season three, there's a couple of two-parters towards the end. That's it. Yeah. Well, and the beginning, of course, but I don't know. Right. I don't know. I'm going to stop complaining. I mean, it's not... I mean, I get exactly where you're coming from, and it's very... It's a very valid... Um complaint but like if you watch certain episodes together they could be you know viewed as you know being lumped together without you know the horror episodes in between but as far as it being you know just having that you know the multiple part ones of course you're really gonna be upset in season four (laughs) (laughs) um yeah well yeah, Maybe. you're right. It's season four doesn't have much of any, uh, you know, two parters. Like but that's fine. Maybe like, yeah, there's only like two two parters. And and I guess that does lend itself better to uh, reruns. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm sure was a discussion yeah. in some in an office at some point. Yeah, that's like for Samurai Jack, they were not allowed to have multi part episodes because of reruns. Yeah. Yeah, but if you look carefully enough, air the reruns in order. Like the the problem solves itself, man. I agree. I agree because there'll be some shows I'll be watching on TV, and I was like, okay, sweet. Wait, no, this is a season five episode. This we were on season two. (laughs) What are you doing on a cliffhanger? I need to know. (laughs) Buy the Blu-ray. Solves that problem. Uh. Yeah. So, uh, so Jeff, uh, speaking of 2K3 as a whole, uh, I, we haven't talked about this enough. Uh, I, I know towards the beginning of Shellheads, we were complaining pretty, pretty adamantly that there's no Blu-ray release of this series. There's no official yeah. season releases past season two. It's very hard to buy the physical versions of these. Yeah. Uh, as of right now, I believe all seasons are available on Paramount Plus. Yeah. Which is like that is a a real bright spot for that service. It is. Uh, and and like comp- like couple this with Paramount Plus having the the Nickelodeon show and the first season of Rise, and I think they might even have the original cartoon on it. Like Paramount Plus is doing real real good stuff for Turtles fans right now. Yeah. Um, they're also available on Pluto TV. If you've, uh, 
never seen if you're not familiar with Pluto TV, what 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 Pluto TV is, is it's just traditional TV that is streaming. So like there's a Ninja Turtles channel. You go to it and it'll air like four episodes from 2K3 back to back to back. And then four episodes of the 2012 cartoon back to back to back. And they'll just alternate until the end of time. It's cool, but it's not really good for, you know, on demand watching. Right. Yeah. Um, my big theory is that with 2K3 turning 20 in, you know, in 2023, maybe, maybe someone at Nickelodeon has, you know, has a, a bullet point somewhere on a, in a, in a, in a presentation that says Blu-ray remaster. Yeah. Maybe. I hope. Well, Shout Factory has started to do some releases from Paramount. Uh, like like Jimmy Neutron is coming out. And if, like, if I remember correctly, I, I asked or somebody else asked if, if that sells well, there be they would be open to doing more releases. So... I would put my money on them just since they've done Nickelodeon stuff. But again, I've been, you know, beating that dead horse for years, but yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Like an anniversary is a reason to do something. Oh, it is. Yeah. Um, otherwise and, I don't see it happening. And like with what there being, how many episodes? Um, let me do the math real quick. How many episodes? Oh, episodes of the show. Yeah, 2K3. There's 156 episodes. That could easily be fit on either three or four Blu-ray discs. Yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. if they did just standard definition, if they did it yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But well, to do the thing is, to do it right, you have to go back to the original like art and make sure it's clean, make sure that they do oh, yeah. and And if it was actually done analog and not digital they have to rescan all of those negatives and stuff like yeah there's a process to this that does cost money uh oh, they, yeah. could, they, they they could do it the cheap way and just take the you know the episodes they're currently streaming on on paramount plus and throw them on a disc i'd be fine with that they could um but we'll see we'll see yeah and when they do something for the 20th and we look like geniuses i'll be sure to point that out Oh, that'd be so nice. Oh, please. <laughs> uh, hey, Jeff, we've come to the end of our adventure today. Do you know what we're talking about next time? I do not. I like to be surprised. Oh, okay. Well, we're talking yet again about the Archie uh, TMNT Adventures series. Ooh. However, the like the majority of what we're talking about next time is going to be from the Mighty Mutanimals miniseries. Oh, and it's not really a mini series. It's the Mighty Mutanimals series. Uh, after they had a mini series, they then went into a into like a an ongoing that lasted nine issues. Uh, we're going to cover the first six of those and uh, TMT Adventures thirty eight and thirty nine. I literally thought you were going to say they went extinct. Well, well, <laughs> I don't know if we're going to get to that part of the story. <laughs> uh, so tune in next time. Uh, until next time, Jeff, what are you up to? As always, Sergio, um, I'm up to arcade goodness at the Warp Zone Arcade, uh, Miss, uh, Brandon, Mississippi's premier arcade, where we got retro and, and new uh, games to enjoy, uh, everything from 
uh, Neo Geo, including uh, King of Fighters, Metal Slug, Wind Jammers, uh, Fatal Fury, all that, you know, just great, classic, awesome, good games. Um, we're also doing weekly Smash Brothers tournaments um, every Saturday. You can find out more information uh, about that uh, on our Facebook. Always got new games coming in, uh, import stuff, all kinds of fun games to uh, enjoy. Uh, so please come, uh, please come game with us. We look forward to seeing you. And and what are you up to, Sergio? Or where can we find you? Uh, RealityBreached.com or RealityBreached, uh, all of our social media platforms. Uh, that would be on Twitter and on Facebook. It's we're kind of in a lull right now. Uh, we're we're about to do an Eternals episode uh, because we talk about the Marvel movies, uh, and we're kind of ramping down. Uh, I got a, maybe two or three more episodes planned before the end of the year, and then in January we are doing a full on re- reboot of the Reality Breached podcast. Oh, yeah. So I guess tune in for that. Uh, we'll have you know more details as that gets closer. Um, but until then, realitybreach.com is where you can find everything. Awesome. Yes. Uh, well, until next time, Jeff, I'm Sergio. I'm Jeff with a G. <laughs> G off. G off. G off. Uh, yeah. and, and we're Shellheads with an S. miss an episode of the Shellheads podcast, visit realitybreach.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts.